All right, welcome to Super Bowl week here on Game Theory and Money with Cynthia Freeland. Matt Money Smith here, and oh, what do you know? Look at what's right in front of me, Cynthia. <laughs> Regular season, 10,000 simulations. Playoffs, 20,000 simulations. When it comes to her fancy algorithm, Monte Carlo method model that is unique to only her. 30,000 simulate. Can I get a 30K? 30,000 simulations for the Super Bowl matchup is what we are delivering today and all the analysis that goes along with it. Cynthia, how long does it take you to do 30,000 simulations? I'm guessing the same amount of time as it takes you to do 20 or 10. Well, it takes a little longer because for this one, you've got a couple extra games and then you have 60 full minutes of them caring. And then you had some weird things that happened this year, like some unpredictable calls. And so you got to kind of factor in like... Okay. Which so a lot of tweaks. Are, uh, well, it wasn't tweaks. It was more like these, they come up as flags. So like the computer vision's like, hey, there's something messed up right here. So if like rewatch it, then you got to call a coach, my phone a friend. Then you got to okay. ask back, like they ask backwards, kind of what happens and what would you do in this situation and is this logical or not? And then that's how it it goes. Thirty thousand. Thirty thousand. Good thing they give me an extra week. Bowl. All right, let's get right to it then. Uh, what is the number? New England by less than a field goal. Neutral site, two and a half. So the old, oh, you get three for home field. That does not apply here. Uh, and they like there to be, understandably, a lot of points scored, 56 and a half. So what does your model say? Are you ready? We're coming I out. Like, I mean, look. Like, we, I feel like like nostalgia. I'm having a moment of nostalgia right now. Here we now. go. All right, you ready? I have the Los Angeles Rams by one point. Okay. 29-28. So that is... One half point higher yep. than the total. Yep. And uh, you have the uh, the dog coming out victorious. I, I do. So, okay. <laughs> let's, let's get to it. I have the Rams it. winning I'll, 53.2. I yeah, I was going to say. I would assume <laughs> with a one point win and a half point over the total, this is a very tight game. It is. And if you look at, like, the trends, like when, when it was initially set that it was going to be the Rams and the Patriots, it was kind of even, right? Like, it started off even. It was not, you know, there was not a favorite. And then it swung all the way. All these New England people were like, ah, well, Tommy, he's getting us back to the Super Bowl. We're going to go Tommy, Tommy. So all of those people drove the perception to almost a full field goal difference. So uh, this ain't no perception here. This is all math. Sure. We do math. So here's a couple questions for me, the layperson. Yeah. Um, one, how is there a way to quantify uh, – prior experience yep. and and plugging in teams that have been to a Super Bowl before versus because there's not a lot you know I mean if you go back until 2000 I mean you were talking about essentially kind of like three or four teams that have prior Super Bowl experience routinely taking and only on one teams of them are don't. still playing exactly right <laughs> so but I mean you have Peyton Manning and his Colts and and the Broncos and you have obviously the Seahawks the Patriots uh, I guess there are a lot Steelers and just how they fare uh, when they go back to multiple Super Bowls. It's still at the end of the day. It is still the weapons that the Patriots have versus the weapons that the Rams have versus the coaching that the Patriots have versus the coaching that the Rams have. So it's it's not dissimilar from a playoff game. So you kind of use the playoff model for it, and then you model. So are you for using? Some tricks. Sorry, to interrupt. Are you using no. then Wade Phillips Broncos? Yep. Even though he wasn't the head coach, he was the DC. I'm, but you're using, using that Bronco what, defense and what he was able to do. What are his? What are the attributes that he displayed when he went up against 
actually Tom Brady. And right? had success Obviously, in 2015. It's, it's not the exact same team, but it is the same quarterback. So some of the decision-making okay. things and trends. And Tom Brady's still going to be Tom Brady. He doesn't morph, right? Like So there there are still some things. Inside pressure. Everybody knows Tom, Tom Brady doesn't like pressure to his face. Whatever. You know, like those are the types of things. It's like how do you create that sort of pressure that changes the game? And that's what he did. If I remember right in that 2015 uh, conference championship game, they really got after him. He blitzed a lot. And granted, that was not inside pressure. That was all DeMarcus Ware and yep. and Von Miller. Who had a sack like every 12 yeah. plays, I literally. Mean, it was, yeah, they hit him. Whether it was a hit, a hurry, or a sack, they were all over him that entire game. Now, that's edge, and those are probably two Hall of Famers. I'm not saying that, that Aaron, Don- Aaron Donald clearly is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to be your back-to-back defensive MVP. Um, but they don't have that. to Anyway, that's, that's different. But again, I, what well, I'm asking and- for is that – applies to this model and, and what Wade what Phillips applies? was able to do. So so does Sean McVay. So Sean McVay is a Shanahan person. Kyle Shanahan has some experience against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl recently, as in two years ago. Atlanta. Now, all you have to okay. think about in these situations is, all right, by the way, they're friends. They call each other. He's going to be like, I know that twice a year we face each other, but at the end of the day, like, let's get me this ring so like Tom Brady doesn't get it. And Kyle Shanahan said, when you're up by three scores, do yourself a favor and run. <laughs> Don't don't keep passing. Run run the football with I a lot more I, expletives. Yes, than that. I think uh, Danny's a great swear. I think it will work out for you if you do that. If you learn anything from me, run the football. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, what what is <laughs> but it? But he still had a good plan. They still had a good plan for scoring had, points. Had a great plan defense. for three three and a half quarters. But again, three they, quarters. You, they jumped off exactly. to this great lead. So that's the kind of thing that you're going to look. Sure. The Rams are going to try to achieve something like that where they just like boom, just keep going, hit him in the nose. You know, like that and that's it's actually that's a great point to bring up because it's. Um, it's it's not I don't know pick your Hall of Fame quarterback it was it's kind of one of those borderline guys in Matt Ryan you know is Matt Ryan just a system guy who is a product of being protected in the weapons that you place around him he's not someone that's ever listed in that elite category fair except or not uh, except for of course but I mean <laughs> gosh name a quarterback that's on his second contract and starts that doesn't have that but you know what I'm saying like he's not in that Aaron Rodgers Drew Brees no. conversation yet he was able to gash that Patriots defense. Uh, for a three-score lead at some point in the Super Bowl. So I think you could probably say, hey, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, pretty similar guys, especially the way they play. So you're right. Um, and also the dependence on the running, the type of running. The I mean, the scheme for that is is incredibly similar. They, they come from the same tree. So that's that was the first thing. When, the, when it was said that it was Rams and Patriots, my gut was like, oh, it's going to be Patriots by, like, model's going to be like Patriots by, uh, like, seven, which – in my model is a big number, right? Because I'm like, Tom Brady experience, what we saw. Their O-lines, both of their O-lines are two of the most key factors to this whole game. So when you talk about, like, the Atlanta team and the parallels to this Rams team, look at the, the O-line. Like, they had, like, some really nice pieces. And both sides, I mean, in this game, the Patriots also have a great O-line. But that's going to be the absolute key and to this And both are one. playing some of their best football right now. That's right. Um, while that O-line struggled late in the season, specifically against the Bears, they have really tightened up. Same with the Patriots. You talked about that edge pressure, and there has not been any of it. Trent Brown's been playing great. The inside of that line might be the best interior three in all of football this season. Um, and it's that's... funny you bring up Trent Brown, though, because Trent Brown, had played when he played Dante Fowler, when Fowler was on the Jags this season, he got wrecked by Fowler. So that's going to be interesting because when you look at the vulnerability of this line, if you're getting pressure from the outside, you saw it like in the Tennessee game in the Lions. They're, 
they didn't have exceptional – Tennessee has great pass rushers. Detroit did not. But what happens is if you're bringing consistent on the edge, it pulls out the middle. Then you allow, the center allowed sacks, which was not – it's not a normal thing for this O-line for the Patriots. So it's going to – that Trent Brown, Dante Fowler is kind of a yeah, sneaky, low-key matchup to watch. The one thing I'd push back on that is, though, he's, you know, a young player, first-year player. That was early, and no, he is, he's, he's I get it. He's gotten in, better and so, better every yeah. single time. But I, I'm worried a bit about That's left fair. guard. I mean, look, so, they've already – he's already played him. Um, and you could – you know, you can point out, hey, look, Calais Campbell, great interior. Aaron Donald, great interior. So maybe, again, that lines Sometimes up. Sometimes it becomes Fowler. too much, yeah. right? Like how many chips can you handle before you just absolutely can't take it anymore? Yeah, it's funny, though, because like now when you bring that up, it's like, okay, so now do we go back to the Rams can't stop the run conversation or because what they've done in these two playoff games against two really good running teams, Zeke Elliott and the Saints and Alvin Kamara, do we now believe they can stop the run? Like what, what is it that we want to lean on? The last two games – or the prior 16. Listen, that's that's me perfect because this game's going to be a lot about play action. Okay. <laughs> right. So, for me, the Jared Goff using play action more than any other play any other player in the league, 35.2% and 3.4 air yards more per play on play action versus non-play action. So that's a big difference and that's great considering the amount of press, the amount of man, all the different types of coverages that he's going to see from the Patriots. The Patriots play the most man in the league, and they've also, when you look at play action, man, when they've been pressing, all these different, when you line the coverages, you look at the alignments and you look at the coverages and you see what happens. It's kind of like Jared Goff gets better. He, he actually does get better against man coverage and like crossing routes have helped a ton and all these things that are like the little tiny, like where the water gets through and the cracks for the Patriots. That's what the Rams do well. The one thing I would say about that, and um, I, we brought it up last week in the, and it's why I thought the, the Chiefs were going to hammer them, is that they have not been good in man. I mean, that's what they play a lot of, and they can be attacked, specifically at J.C. Jackson. I mean, and that's what the Chargers did and the Chiefs did it. And you look at Pat Mahomes' numbers, they were good. You know, I mean, they weren't great, but they were really good, and it's when they went against that man coverage. And now you think about Sean McVay, you mentioned, and, and his play design and what he's able to do and the talent they have at wide receiver in Brandon Cooks, in Robert Woods. Um, and that's something they just – I don't know why teams don't exploit it more. It's weird to me. They continue to kind of run their traditional, well, we're going to run into the center of this line, and now we're off schedule because it's second and eight or second and nine instead Getting of on first down. off schedule is going to yes. be a huge key to this one because if you look at – on third down, you know I love third down. Yes, you do. You know who has a 47% third down conversion rate? That's not, not good. Down low, that's – Jared Goff passing on third down in the post. Oh, I thought you were going to say 47% converting third downs. I was like, that's it's great. No, 47% yeah. completion that's percentage not good. on third down. That Sorry, is not good. Confusingly. Um, that's down from like 65 in the regular season. That's a huge deal. But the saving grace, the reason that that part of the reason why like they've been able to win despite that is on second down, he's converting 73% of passes. So all of these looks, they've switched from 11 personnel. They used to play 96% of the time, 11 personnel. Now they switched to 12. They've, they've Change the blocking scheme, change the looks, but they're actually running the same plays. <laughs> That's what they do. They run it's, outside zone. It's not just because you know? it's a tight end on the on the you know the depth chart. He's listed as a tight end. They're actually. That's a wide receiver there. So they're, it's, the same, it's the same look, and it's a different result, which helps the play action, which helps keep Jared Goff out of those horrible third downs. Because if you look on third down, if Jared Goff gets an unfavorable third downs, third and long, he has the second most interceptions and turnovers in the league. You know who's first? Who's first? P. Riv, your guy. There we go. And then the and the Patriots have five this season. They're tied for eighth on defense in terms of takeaways. So yeah, that's you gotta you gotta stay the heck away from third and long. 
you cannot put Jared Goff in that situation in this game. And I'm glad you mentioned Kyle Shanahan because, of course, Kyle, the son of Mike Shanahan, and you think about those Broncos teams and what they were able to do with a running game, regardless of who it was they plugged in at back. And I'm not trying to minimize the talent of Todd Gurley. I mean, he has been the engine of this team's offense Mm -hmm. uh, the last two years. But for all the people that are like, my God, how how are they doing this with C.J. Anderson? Just just remember – it's the same foundation. It's the same concepts. It's outside zone, occasional inside runs, and, power. And a really good O-line. Yeah, and a really good O-line. But that, and that's right. what I'm saying. So think about just take your pick, Terrell Davis, you know, Tatum Bell. And I'm not trying to compare Tatum Bell to Terrell Davis. I'm just saying they could plug guys into this system and accomplish what they wanted to do and then run everything off of that. And that's what Sean McVay's doing. I mean, it's the same idea. It was a great piece in ESPN. I think on ESPN.com is where it was about that coaching tree yep. that everyone's focused on Sean McVay. No, this is a Mike Shanahan coaching tree where these guys learned under. And I just bring that up because that's the foundation of, of what McVay's trying to do. And it works. And it's worked for two decades now. Um, and, and, that's, and, and I use that just to point illustrate that C.J. Anderson having success shouldn't be a surprise. It's the same concepts that he's used to. There's also a difference between C.J. Anderson having sustained success over the course of a full season than creating playoff structure that is really maximized for each drive. We have to go touchdown or not, right? There's no, like, strategic reason not to try to – do you know what I mean? Like right. it's So it's like I don't think if C.J. Anderson is, the, is on the team next season and it looks the same as it does this, I don't expect him to average 121 yards per game. So Sure. That, so the point is is you can create great – like this is actually the right time to get a C.J. Anderson because the even though they, they run about 70% of the time when C.J. Anderson's on the field, like it's, it, it's not necessarily – like they play 50% of snaps since, since – week 16 when he's when he really joined the team then it's only when they run with cj anderson 70 percent of the time it's a run with todd Gurley only 35 percent of the time so teams know tendencies so i would imagine in this game that's not what you're going to see and one of the biggest tendencies of course and i don't mean to to move you off the rams nope, to good. the patriots but and that's you know what happens when james devlin and sonny michelle are on the field and oh yeah just you know 90 percent of the time that they're either running or faking a run it's the ultimate <laughs> uh i think they actually hand the ball to michelle to run 82 percent of they the do. time i it's, just wrote an article for yeah. Uh, yeah, for 82% of the time when he's on the top. It's the ultimate. You know what we're doing, yep. and, uh, and we're we know that you it. know, and you can't stop it, mm-hmm. and it's been remarkable. Uh, and it's very – again, here we go. We're drawing the same parallel. The Broncos are, are featured prominently here. It's very reminiscent of Elway's two Super Bowls when they leaned on the run and Elway complimented a rushing attack. Now you look at Brady's numbers, it's certainly more than a compliment, um, especially on third down, but that's – it's kind of been their bread and butter in this playoff run. It has been Sony Michelle, James Devlin, and, and running that fullback lead. 100%. And going back to the Rams side, um, if they get th- – so here's the thing about the run game. So I went back and I did what's different in the playoffs versus what's different in the regular season for running on the Rams. And obviously, Sue and Donald, the, those front guys are down linemen. They have been excellent. Gap integrity has been great. They've been tackling. They've been, like, really – doing a great job of the fundamentals, if you will. I like, I love like cliche football terms, like back to the basics. Sure. Been very good. Fundamentally sound um, defense travels. There you go. Oh Just boy. Throw that in there. Oh boy. You know, I love that. Um, <laughs> but what they've also, they've also done is they've not set up their linebackers for not success. Right. So they're look, Corey Littleton. Some people think he's underrated good. Some th- people, I don't, I don't really know what, what you're expecting him to do. He's fast. He's fast, but Here's what I will say. When when they've gotten through those down linemen, running backs, they have earned 
a lot of yards. So it's it, maybe he shouldn't have like, – he was out of position to make the tackle. Like when you're past Sue and Donald and those guys, it's a ridiculous amount of yards you get after that. You're euphemizing that. it. They're not good. No. The, the front has to stop the run yes. because their linebackers are <laughs> undersized. One of them should be a safety. One of them probably shouldn't even be out there. And their safeties are okay. Their, their corners, Aqib Tlaib's a big corner. He'll tackle. Marcus Peters won't. Um, so you have second – basically you have a secondary that struggles to tackle. You have an undersized linebacking core that's not great, and you've got an awesome front four that's got to do the work. Yeah. And that's it. You're, you're being nice about it. I won't be. Those linebackers are not good when yeah. it comes to stopping the run. And if the front's not going to do it, so that's they're going to be in trouble. Like when you get – when you go – when you're looking at the the two run games, it's like I trust – the Patriots to like it's like who's who do you trust more? Like I'll tell you the vulnerability on the vulnerability of the Rams defense. No, Nickel Roby Coleman is not a great slot corner. Uh-uh. The the vulnerability on the Patriots it's it's just different. Do you know what I mean? Like sure. they're they're crossing around. To routes me, the to, like yeah. That. To me, the vulnerability on the Patriots is outside. You know, man coverage with yep. their corners. The vulnerability for the Rams is the running game. You know, and and even you don't think that Tom Brady's gonna gonna fake. Marcus Peters into blowing a coverage and getting a long touchdown out of him. Of course he is. I mean, part Peters goes for the bait every time. Um, takes the cheese. Yes, he does take the cheese. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I think that's why you have a high total because I think we probably feel like, okay, we see these vulnerabilities on these defenses, which leads us to believe it very well could be an offense-leaning game. I think you're right, and I think that – I think, look, here's on one side you've got the Patriots are the best at tackling in the league, right? Yes. And then you look at the – you look at the – Akeem Talib being back for the Maybe Rams. the Ravens. I don't mean to do that, but one of those two teams. are, are your, Those right. are your two best tackling teams. Yes, I'm with you. I don't want Baltimore coming after you, Cynthia. Thank we'll you. We'll put that out there as a qualifier. You know what? I actually, to be fair, you know, I was kind of only thinking about, like, the past two weeks, three yeah, weeks, sure. right? So, I know. But, yeah, no, no. Ravens are amazing at tackling. There's no, I'm taking nothing away from them. But, ultimately, Patriots don't miss tackles. It's very rare. They may give you a little extra yards. They may, like, get, get a little bit of extra you know, cushion. They but, rarely beat themselves on right. defense. Right. And by rarely, I mean like never, <laughs> like right. almost never. And, and then when you look at the, like what the Rams are doing, they can be beaten. They can be targeted. Like they can be like Julian Edelman, his yards after the catch and Nickel Roby Coleman, that is a horrible, that is a mismatch that you need to like the middle of the field. Tom Brady is targeted middle of the field, like 35 times in the past two games, which is like 35 of whatever, 90 passes he's at, right? Like that's a lot. And 11 of them have been to Edelman, 13 have been to White. And ultimately those are the, that's kind of the, the beater. And so the rotational player, Nickel Roby Coleman, when he's in that, I expect him to go every time. So th- that's, that's kind of the funny thing about this, right? You know, is, is, Peters has struggled this year because they're asking him to do something he's not good at, which is play zone. Well, now he's and back in, on the right. And now he's back now on the right. Now he's back on the right, and he's able to keep things in front of him. But, but what I would do is I, I would just I would just play press, and I would say, hey, if you're going to beat me over the top, congratulations. You know what? Philip Dorsett, he gashes us, or Edelman gets behind us. Great. But the, the idea of giving these guys all this underneath stuff is crazy, and it's now happened for two weeks with the Chiefs and the Chargers, and neither of them made adjustments, and I cannot imagine Wade Phillips doing that. I think he's going to blitz, he's going to play press, and 
that's where you can get Talib and Peters to rough these guys up a little bit and get them off schedule. And, and that'll be the and, and look, obviously Bill Belichick's going to adjust to that. But that'll be the interesting chess match: is can you get this secondary to be more effective than maybe it has been this year um, because of the style of play and and how it almost kind of plays to their favor. Well, secondaries and fronts work together. There's no way to sure. – they're inextricably linked, right? And Brady having zero sacks in the postseason, three hits, and the Patriots allowing the fourth fewest quarterback hits this season. And by the way, only five sacks since week 11. That's their by total. So in wins, Brady averages getting sacked once a game. In losses, Brady averages getting sacked twice a game. But it's a little more lopsided than that just because of when the sacks occur. But that has led to a postseason third down percentage of 60 it's crazy. Six. I mean, it's crazy. 61% of third downs are moving the sticks. Like, that's a ridiculous. Can't get them off the field. That's a horrible number if you're trying to beat the Patriots. And they're cashing them in for touchdowns, not Correct. field goals. And the other big one to me here is, too, um, just the, the blocking of Gronk. You forgot because he was hurt. And you have just watched in these two games. Yeah, he's played like 96% of the yeah. snaps. And he's he is back. destroying dudes. <laughs> I mean, he's destroying ends. He's not destroying just linebackers. He is wrecking ends. And and that's the big difference, too, is it's not just the emergence of their two tackles, at least, you know, Cannon and, and Brown being serviceable. But the idea that on one side of that line is Gronk, just wrecking and and Tom Brady does not need three and a half four seconds he needs two right. and you're and you're done he cuts you a piece actually it's probably better if you only give him two yeah <laughs> like right it probably works out better that way but look if you if they are able to get pressure on Tom Brady yes he does have a trend and yet it is yes it is a real trend and against interior pass rushers this season Okay, so seven touchdowns, zero interceptions, 118.7 passer rating on edge pressure compared to two touchdowns, two interceptions with a 63.1 passer rating from the interior. Look at the discrepancy with numbers, though. Like two touchdowns, two interceptions. The number of attempts with interior pressure has been way down. That's why you've been seeing the wins, right? Like the number of te- – but you, but like I said, if you sp- – if you split them out, I'm worried about left guard. I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about left guard. I'm a little worried about Shaq Mason getting tricked on the right guard. And I'm a little worried about left guard. Too. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's that that interior's been so good. It's they've just been, been so, so good. good all year. But you know, are you? Can you be good? Seventeen percent, like so. The the Rams they've generated seventeen, sixteen point six percent interior pressure. That's a lot more than the rest of the league. Certainly. So the point is, is like, yeah, you can be good if you're not able to get effective pressure. But if you're able to, seventeen percent of the time you're able to just, like, handle the middle of their line. It just becomes a lot harder to Certainly. be an effective I mean, look, he's O-line. the best. He's the best defensive lineman in the league. You know, they have, they have not seen anything like the buzzsaw that is Aaron Donald. Totally agree with you. Um, and, and they will have to account for that. And, and they will. And if Sue's playing well, too, yeah, then you got a, that's the thing. got a problem. They will account for it. And it'll either be on Sue to do what he did last week and have the sack and a half. And it'll be on Dante Fowler and Michael Brockers and, you know, Littleton and Ebukam and those edges. Or not uh, Littleton, but Ebukam. To make up for it, you know, if Donald's getting double and triple team, those other players have to step up. They didn't earlier in the year, and this year or this this postseason they have, right. you know. So that's right. that. And again, remember, what's the best way to negate that? Run right at it. Yep. And what team has been better in the postseason than running right at it than Devlin and Sony Michelle? No one. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's what makes it so compelling, right? right. And that's that's why you run thirty thousand simulations instead of twenty and try to figure it out. It's so interesting because if I usually it comes down to like like when when I run it, it like this will be like it'll be like thirty percent your O line and twenty percent defensive pass rush whatever it is like right. something like that. This one's like very specific for both teams. 
interior O-line is really sure. is really where it matters. And then perimeter ability to actually spread teams out, which is where the Rams have an advantage in this one. The perimeter, that perimeter speed. Chris Hogan's been fine. They don't have a number one wide receiver for the Patriots. They don't I mean it's Edelman, right? So and that's not a true like outside presence that draws a defense away and keeps everything spread out. The the Rams defense hasn't allowed a passer rating over a hundred since week eleven. That was the Chiefs. So like that's crazy. The funny thing about it though is like just go back and this is why I just I can't I can't doubt the page. I just can't. I've done I don't, it too many I, times. My gut is like Patriots, right. but the I'm math looking, is as like. As you pointed to your gut, by just, the way, for I, those listening. I have a big the, gut um, right now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, it's giant. <laughs> the um, the interesting thing about that is when you look at the Chiefs and you have Chris Long, Justin Houston, D Ford. Yep. Do you like that three man attack more or less than Aaron Donald, and then? Where I don't know who you just pick. Do you want Aaron Donald? I guess you would take maybe Sue and Fowler. Fowler. Do you want Abukam and Fowler? Like, how do you want to design your two edges and your interior? Point I'm getting at is, I'll take the Chiefs. I'll take those three. I'll take Long up the middle and how effective he is and how long he is. And that's why a lot of those passes you mentioned, because he's so good at getting his hand up. If he's not going to get the there, the batted he's down great passes at pat, are great. You're right. Down. Yeah. So like, like and look, they couldn't get to him. But look. Chris Jones, not Aaron Donald. Like, like you just have you have to create, right. you have to have three guys to always have an eye on where right. Aaron Chris Donald. Jones, my mistake. You're fine, one. whatever. And his little swim moves, right? right? Like Aaron Donald will crush your soul. Don't Chris, disagree. Chris Jones is getting there. If you decide, but he's not going to he's it, not going to stop your soul in running. What I'm saying is, if you decide to double Aaron Donald. Do you trust that those other because that's what they started right. doing? I feel you. That's yeah. what they started doing to Jones is they started doubling him they when he was to. effective, and the, Tom still got rid of the ball with with D Ford and and Houston bearing down on him. Um, that's but it's a lot easier to get rid of the ball. Look at the space in the defense when you're in third and two or second and two compared to when you're in third and seven, third and eight. Look at the space for your receivers. Look at the space for in the middle of the field where you can do that little dump off to Edelman in the middle third section of the field. That's where the difference becomes really dramatic because that's the difference between like if you have if you have no threat of the run, like if you if you're third and long, you're not really defending the run. In fact, sure. Like it's it's just You're off schedule. Yeah, you're totally off schedule. Ears back and going after him. Right. You just have a lot it's a lot easier to generate a rush, right? But like it's a or it's more predictable to generate a rush, right? But they weren't in that situation. I guess the you know and again this is I feel like I'm making trying to do everything I can to make a case for the Patriots. I'm not. I'm just I keep kind of looking at it, right? So yes, the the Rams defense managed to stop Zeke Elliott and the Cowboys who had been playing well, had been running the ball well. Um, and then they managed to stop a New Orleans team that had Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, and that running game got nothing going. But we had seen the Saints have been struggling offensively for four straight weeks. They had not been the same. They had, I mean, essentially they had fallen apart. They were down 14 nothing to the Eagles, a team that wasn't that great defensively that was able to manhandle them for the majority of that game. A couple breaks is how they got out with that victory in the first place. The Patriots knocked the hell out of a Charger offense that had been humming, had been balanced. They yeah. knocked the hell out of a Chiefs team that was the most explosive offense we've seen all season. I just feel like they're – it's easier to believe in them than it is 
what we saw from the Rams and the opponents they had to face, if that makes any sense. No, I, I know exactly what you're saying. But you also have to remember that at some point, like we have, um, what is it, like, you know, recency bias, right? Sure. So we saw some pretty, like, you feel like, I mean, first of all, last week, could have gone either way for either team. Like, like neither. You can make a very compelling case. Neither of them should be here. The Saints should have kicked a field well, goal I to know win. I could. <laughs> and well, and the Chiefs right. on by three inches. D Ford lined up so wide, didn't realize he was in the neutral zone. They should be here. Like, yes, you can make a case that both teams should have lost their games, no question. And then you also can make this argument that Tom Brady's the goat, and you can't take because he is, but you can't take away the fact that nobody crushes the Super Bowl more than Belichick and Brady. Like, absolutely. There's no disputing that, right? Like, there's no – like, I'm, I'm not – I'm in no way, shape, or form saying that the Patriots aren't the best at the Super Bowl. Like, they're great at, they're great at Super Bowling. It's a verb now. Sure. So, they're, they're the best at it. So, but ultimately, it's – when it comes down to this one, and you're totally right, but if you also look at the Patriots' losses, like, I mean, they weren't even in it for the second half of their losses. They weren't even in it. No, they were all on the road. And they were against some mediocre teams. Um, you know, the Pittsburgh game was weird. Uh, the Lions, that one was just straight. The Lions game was – they just got hammered. Tennessee got was weird. Tennessee. And, and, it, and it was so weird that it brought up a conspiracy theory that Bill Belichick was willing <laughs> to give his former uh, protégés wins Listen. to try to bolster his non-existent coaching tree. Nobody loves a conspiracy theory more than me, but that's ridiculous. I don't but know. Anyways, Makes whatever. perfect sense to me. All right, sure. keep going. I've been interrupted. So, no, you're good. But but ultimately, I just the, – the other – the thing that, like, kind of – the only thing, like, when I look at so – when I stand back and look at it, and it's like, you remember Matt Ryan, just like you started off this saying, Matt Ryan is not Tom Brady, and – even though he went to Boston College. And <laughs> – um, and he was able to jump out to that early lead. And he was, it's, this one is about the Rams can't make any mistakes with, like, weird play calling at weird times. That's going to be a huge key in this one. Like, no, like, like I do think a team goes for it and there's a two-point conversion. And I think it's probably the Rams. I think we see some tricks. I think we see someone other than a quarterback, like, at least take a passing attempt. I do think we see some of the tricks. But it's about those weird, like, okay, it's the beginning of the third quarter. Remember the Eagles? They burned a timeout way too early. It's about clock management. It's about keeping those drives clean. Like, can Jared Goff hear? Because if Jared Goff can't hear, well, he's got to be able to hear. It's a Super Bowl. I don't. But a bunch but, of fat cats sitting in their suits and smoking cigars and drinking cock the old fashions or something. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's not the Superdome. It's where not it sounds the Superdome, like but you know, seven forty-seven. But again, if it doesn't like, if there's any, you know, because Sean McVay drains the play clock sure. down. That's his strategy, and you could see Jared Goff. He was holding his ears. Well, what he's going to do is, it. I mean, I would assume what Bill Belichick's going to do is what the Bears did, and that's not show their defensive front nope. until after that is turned off. Right. They're going to wait till it's turned off, and then they'll make their adjustments, and they're going to force Goff to have to make a decision. Exactly. So that's that's where it's going to come down Easier to. said than done, by the way. Uh, way easier said than done. I mean, look what happened with the Bears game. Right. Like, but the but the point is, is they're going to – it's going to come down to expertly managing the situation, and the difference in this one is that old line that stands in front of Jared Goff and the options of Jared Goff almost doesn't know what he doesn't know in, in certain ways, right? Like that old line has helped him for the past year. It's helped him just like have this brick wall in front of him. And that will, that will be the key. Like Andrew Whitworth's ability to help Jared Goff identify what he's seeing on the field. Like those, t- those types of things. And then just trusting what McVay says, because there's no chance for him to change it. Whereas like Tom Brady he changes things at the line sure. of scrimmage. Could that be confusing for a rookie like Sony Michelle or a right guard like Shaq Mason? Absolutely, because that's where th- that's where things get muddled, 
right? It's like inexperience, just like you saw in the Super Bowl where two years ago with Atlanta and you saw a, a running back miss his blitz. And that was kind of one of the bigger things in the game. Like that was p- picking up a block for a blitz. And that was a big deal, right? Like, so like sure. it, those types of things, like just trust this process. And if that'll, I mean, just think back to the to biggest play in the Super Bowl last year. I mean, you know, changing, and I don't know if he changed protections or what the protection was, but when you doubled Fletcher Cox and allowed, I think it was, Brandon Graham to come in yep. and got that strip sack. Yep. You know, that's that's a change. You know, right. that's I think I assume it was a change uh, because I, I anyway, I, if I remember right, I do believe that was a play that he had audible out of um, or at least appeared to be changing something at the line of scrimmage. And I think that's kind of what you're speaking to. Um, all right. Why the over? Are we at that point yet? We're, we're there. Why we're, the over? <laughs> well, first of all, because it went down. <laughs> <There's that. laughs> Which is a big deal when it comes to all these things. But ultimately, it comes out of red zone. Recent recent red zone production is the biggest indicator of how many points are going to be scored in a game. So, Patriots red zone, not so great last three games. Uh, 75%. So, touchdown was scored on 75%. And also, you know, they're scoring touchdown at a rate of over 76%. So, when you look at that, Touchdowns are how many points? I don't know. That's, Got that, it. that's the math I, I Got get it. foggy on. <laughs> so, look, it's all about third down and touchdown, and they're both trending in the weight. Now, third down it has an asterisk next to the Rams. I told you it's really second down that they've been excellent at. So it's continuing drives and then scoring touchdowns on those drives, sure. which is why – we got to a higher scoring game, but it's not a ridiculously higher scoring game. So remember 29 plus 28 is 57. So if it gets somewhere crazier than that, sounds like you're telling people to stay away. That's what I'm guessing. (laughs) That's what I'm Rams have allowed 30 or more points seven times this season. FYI. So there's that. There's that, but it does seem like a different, but if you think it's going to be 75, that's the, that would be the record. I think you crazy. I don't think it's going to be 75. I don't, but I do think, I do think the Patriots are going to score points. I do. I think they're. I, I do believe that we'll see a return of that that Rams defense that was given up a lot to the ground game. Just because you either have to commit to it, and when you do that, I think Brady's gonna gonna gash you a little bit. I think Brady throws for more yards, but I think the Rams win. Well, that is what the model says by yeah. one. Yeah, by one. Fifty-seven <laughs> instead of fifty-six and a half. If you are constantly on the go. Um, we have got something for you. Uh, it's called Box of Awesome from Bespoke Post. It comes once a month. You can experience that quality and uniqueness of what they put together at boxofawesome.com. If you want to get started, visit boxofawesome.com. See what we're talking about. You answer a few short questions that help them get a feel for your style. Each box is less than $50 but has more then $70 worth of unique gear waiting inside. Pretty easy to do that math and figure out you're getting some value there. The first of each month, you get an email with your box details. Here's the good news. You get to make changes five days, as a matter of fact. If you do not feel like that month's box is uh, is for you, then just skip it. From barrel aging kits to limited edition cigars, weekender bags, dop kicks, be, dop kits, I should say, bespoke post. Gets you essential goods and guidance for the modern man. And right now, we would like to get you 20% off your first subscription box. Just visit boxofawesome.com. Enter the code GAMETHEORY at checkout. That is boxofawesome.com. If you put in the code GAMETHEORY, you're going to get 20% off your first box. Again, it is bespoke post-themed boxes for guys that give a damn. Okay. Uh, let's wow. get to you have to give a damn that's like really that's great let's get to your conversation 
<laughs> As you give it to Oh, my favorite. With Jamal Adams. So exciting. All right, this is the most amazing special treat possible. I'm joined here on the Super Bowl edition of Game Theory and Money podcast with the prototype at the safety position. Honestly, you know my obsession with this player. I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> Jamal Adams, thank you so much for being a part of this. Radio Row's a mess. You've done 10 million interviews. Yeah. So grateful for your time. Really, really happy to have you. Glad to be here. I'm excited. You're excited? Yeah. So let's get this out of the way. You have to do something for Pepsi here. Yeah. Yep, yep. you're here so for Pepsi. I'm, so I'm, I'm here with Pepsi, my second family, and we have a snack bot, which is a machine it's robot. It's a robot. It's a robot that does everything. And the best thing about it is it gives you Pepsi products, but it also gives you Doritos. Right, because Doritos are Pepsi products. Hello. The and best snacks possible. The best snacks possible. And it also, it runs itself. So you don't need anybody to run it. So you just tell it what to do. You're and it's telling get me it I can get snacks without having to do anything? 100%. All right, good. So that's actually <laughs> like some of the best news I've heard. but. I know that you're an avid listener of this spot, of course, and yep. you know that we bring up the safety position and how you're the prototype. And yep. it's really interesting when we talk about prototype, at least you know for the listeners, it's like, well, what do you need a safety to do? And right. I think that's a, it's kind of a confusing position for many mm -hmm. fans. Like we see you like, you know, sideline to sideline, tracking back and forth. But right. one of the things that makes you so special is like, we actually have a heat map of all the different places okay. that you lined up <laughs> pre -snap. That's crazy, it's, yeah. That's like so. A little bit of everything. I'll tweet out this picture. Cool. It's like pretty much the whole field, which is super impressive yeah. because one of the things that safeties have to do really well is ball tracking. So right. can you explain to us, like, you're lining up in all these different positions. Like, right. how do you figure out from pre-snap to what your assignment is? Well, you know, obviously my job is a little different than, you know, most safeties. Um, you know, obviously I'm around the whole field. Um, but I, I like that because, I, you know, I'm in a mix of everything. Um, to me, I call it the gauntlet. I call it the trenches uh, with the D-line and O-line. I'm in there, and then, then I'm also in the back in the outfield. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm at corner. I'm, I'm at safety. I'm at nickel. It's just all the above, and I'm blitzing. I'm just doing, I'm doing a little bit of everything. And, um, you know, that's what I think that separates me, you know, from, from the rest is that I can do it all, um, and, you know, I can do it to the best of my ability, and uh, you're always going to get a football player that's going to go out there and give it his all. So you brought up the slot, which is super interesting, especially yeah. because as we see sort of like the evolution of football, we see wide receivers lining up in the right. slot. We see running backs lining up in the right. slot. We see tight ends in the slot. Right. And then we see you defending all of these different body types, skill ability, right. possible like different routes, all these different right. things. Like, And the slot especially is not necessarily something like a safety traditionally right. Correct. does. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah, most definitely. You, you obviously, most safeties, um, you know, they're not the best cover guys. But I pride myself on, you know, my covering um, because, you know, it can separate you um, and it's very unique uh, to my game. Um, so when you can be aggressive uh, in the box uh, like a linebacker and then, you know, cover like a corner, I think, you know, that, that sets you over the top. So as we see more of these pass catching running backs specifically, yeah. like how do you adapt your game to, I mean, look, we know which division you play in. You right. have to deal with everyone deal with, from yep, like, yep. you know, what the Patriots are doing every single season, right. like we see with Sony Michelle and James White right. and all these different sort of use cases. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you try to mix it up and you see a lot of different looks. So how are you adapting as you see more of these kind of like, this is my running back that's right. using the pass game, like James Yeah. White. So obviously, you know, nowadays they're using running backs like receivers mm -hmm. and you got to have linebackers on running backs covering them, or you got to have a safety covering them. So it's a little bit, you know, it's, it's different than how it used to be. Um, guys are going in 01 personnel. How did it used to be? It used to honestly just be downhill running the ball, um, you know, uh, 12 personnel, 
uh, 11 personnel, just keeping it simple. And, and now they're, they're, they're making the game interesting. Uh, it, to me, it's an offensive game. And um, as, a dif as a defender, you love it um, because, you know, you just got you to gotta, you gotta change up your game in a way. And you got to be, you know, well-rounded, should I say. Uh, because nowadays, they'll find your weakness and they'll attack it. Okay. So when you're looking at these two teams, obviously, you have more experience playing the Patriots because right. they're in your division. Right. What's, like, if you're game planning and you're telling us, like, what are the safeties for the Rams doing right now to prepare for the Gronks, to prepare for yeah. what you're going to be well, seeing? Well, you hit it, uh, preparing for Gronk. That's the main <laughs> thing. Um, Gronk blocking? Yeah. Gronk cast doing it, doing a little catching? bit of Yeah, doing a little yeah. bit of everything. I think right now he's, he's gained uh, his confidence back. Um, you know, I think he's playing at a high level. Um, that you know most people wanted him to play uh, throughout the whole season but you know for whatever reason you know he, he just wasn't playing like the grunk as everybody knows and right now he's playing phenomenal um, so you know you definitely got to slow him down and uh, you also got to you know you got to disguise versus Brady Brady is uh, obviously the GOAT um, and if you if you sit in two coverages it'll definitely be a long day for you um, but if they if, if LA can get pressure and uh, you know, distract Tom a little bit and uh, make some plays on the ball and slow down Grunk. I think they have a great chance. Okay, so I like that. So, what is the single toughest trait to defend? Is it speed, route running, toughness? I think it's size, speed. Speed. Uh, uh, route, uh, speed and route running is, is two things that can go together. Um, because if you if you get a guy that you know is fast, that can run great routes, like a Tyreek Hill. Him, yeah, that makes <laughs> it, that makes him that much more dangerous. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. Uh, as a defender, you, we don't know where you're going. We just know through film study, we have an educated guess, should I say? Yes. Um, but we if like we don't know where you're going, and uh, you know you got you get a Tyreek Hill going, you know, full full blast um, like he always does. Um, it's it's kind of tough to defend. Okay. Who's the scariest person to defend in this matchup? Is it Gronk or is there anyone else? Maybe like the best of the um, you know Gronk is definitely up there. Um, I went against Travis Kelsey, uh, but for me, uh, Antonio Gates. Okay. Legend, that's, Hall of Famer. That's a that's a great answer. I was yeah. not expecting to go with. And is it body type or like just? He he uses his body his body he's well. He's so physical. Um, he's physical. Um, he can run great routes. He'll 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 lull you to sleep in his route running. But at the same time, he's running he's running a phenomenal route and he has for sure hands. Um, he's one of the best. Okay, so we're gonna pick some things here because that's what we do here. Like right. I we pick things, we use math, and then we like we kind of like say like, well, we're gonna take a side yeah. on this, right? right so okay. Do you think we're going to see any successful two-point conversions in the Super Bowl? I believe so. It's going to be something special. Every year, every Super Bowl, there's one or two plays that go down in history, okay. and something special is going to happen. I just don't know what team is going to do it, but it's going to be special. Okay, so scariest person on the defense of either team. Is it Aaron Donald? Is it? Oh, 100%. AD gets that all day long. Um, Any chance you think we see a defensive MVP of the Super Bowl? The way the way AD plays the game, see, like I, I think like I, I, too, I believe right? so. I believe so. If they, if if obviously he's going to show up, he shows up every week. Uh, he demands a, a triple team, double team, whatever it is. Um, and you know Seriously. he's he's a ball player. Well, a lot of people double and triple and try to account for you and figure out what's going on with you. Yeah. So you yeah. understand how that feels, right? I love it. I love it. Give it to the mm -hmm. defensive side. I love it. All right, so spinning forward to next season, because obviously we have to go there. We are, we're excited for the Jets already. What do you think, new head coach, new situation, mm -hmm. you have a, a quarterback who's now no longer a rookie right, in right, entering his right. second season. I actually 
I'm thinking, does your run game get any better? Any Hopefully. any news we'll on see. that? We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get a maybe you on know, Bell in or something like that. Uh, uh, that's you know, that's I, I heard maybe. For. Yeah, <laughs> I heard maybe somewhere you were lobbying for this, right? Yeah, I mean, most definitely. But we we have you know great backs there now. Yeah, of course. Obviously, you know Eli, uh, Cannon, um, you know it's BP. Um, it's so many guys, Isaiah. There's so many guys that we have that, that that can run the run the ball. I just think, you know, obviously, Le'Veon Bell can bring a you know a unique uh, you know uh, weapon to the mm -hmm. to the Jets to, to help Sam out and, yeah. and to take some pressure off of him and uh, give him another weapon to, you know to look for. I love uh, the complimentary aspect, right? Like yeah. you have to stop the run. Like the two 100%. things that like help predict wins aren't the sexiest from like a math standpoint, right? right? It's like is your O line and your ability to run. Like, does that complement your ability to stop the run? Teams that can do that, they win more often. That's just, 100%. it's the way that it works, right? 100%. I, I, I strongly believe that because, again, you're, you're keeping the defense on its toes. Mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't really know what you're doing. You could run the ball. You could show the same formation, but you could pass the ball. Mm -hmm. um, or you can, you can set it up by, you know, a play action. So it's a lot of things you can do um, when you get certain guys like that. He's, he's a huge weapon and a phenomenal player. So you were one of two safeties drafted, one, two, right? Yeah. So you're number six overall, which in my opinion is actually too low. So you're one of one of two, right? right? And we've seen some like unique use cases. By the way, Todd Bowles, we love him on this pod. He came yeah. on last season at the Combine. We guy. talked about you. Yeah, that's my we, I love him. He's going to be great in Tampa Bay. 100%. Like, And you don't have to play him. So like, you can cheer yeah. for him when you're not yeah, anywhere definitely. near him, right? Most we, definitely. I love him. He's wonderful. And obviously, he has disproportionate knowledge of defensive backs right. from his own playing right. history. Right. Has learning from him. And also, like having two safeties, like your learning curve just has to be yeah. amazing and fast. Like We've seen your progress, mm -hmm. obviously. You know, look, I, I, we talk on this pod all the time how you're the prototype. So <laughs> it. we know that, but yeah. it's like you got a chance to do it with, you know, your second round pick also right. a safety. So and learning yeah. from Todd, it, it's phenomenal. You know, I was very fortunate. You know, Marcus and I were very fortunate to, to you know, be coached by Coach Bowles and you know have a have a wonderful defensive back coach, Denar Wilson. Um, you know, teach us the game and, yeah. and help us you know elevate and get better each and every you know day, each and every week. Um, and, you know, I don't take that for granted. Okay. Um, you know, even though he's gone, um, I'm definitely going to miss him. It's all great. Uh, he, he's, still, he's, still, yeah. he's still there. You know what yeah, I mean? He's still, sure. I still hear him in my ear coaching me up. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited, you know, for our future as, a, as the Jets. And um, I'm definitely pulling for it. Okay, you know, how many coach, wins coach next Bowles. season? You're going to call that number? Hopefully just a winning season. That's the plan. Okay. All right. All put right. It like that. I can't put a prediction. And then who wins the Super Bowl? If L.A. slows down Grunk. Mm-hmm and puts pressure on Brady, L.A. wins. If they don't, Brady and the bunch takes it again. Okay, all right. Keep it fair. All right. Thank you so, so much. Really Thank appreciate you. Appreciate you. Great stuff, as always. Love Jamal Adams. Couldn't love him more. mascot killer that he is. The uh, <laughs> biggest sporting event of the year is coming up on Sunday. Do not miss out on the final opportunity to play fantasy football this season with Single Game Showdown, the newest way to play at DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. They are ending the season by offering new users a free shot. So if you have never done this before, what a great time because you got a shot at a million dollars. One million dollars with your first deposit. They make it easier than ever for you to draft your lineup. All you have to do is draft six players from the big game. You get a captain and five other players. Your captain earns one and a half times 
the points. You can go for value or for star power to anchor your lineup. Remember, there is a salary cap. That's where it gets tricky. So you can check out how your team stacks up against the competition. Why watch the big game when you can actually play the big game? Visit DraftKings.com. Download the app now if you'd like. DraftKings.com or download the app on your smart device for a limited time. Use code GAMETHEORY. That is how you can enter the all-new single-game showdown contest for free this Sunday. With your first deposit, you'll compete for the $1 million top prize. Again, that is using the code GAMETHEORY at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Code GAMETHEORY at DraftKings.com. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right. Let's go to your model for individuals. Speaking of that, yeah, because Cynthia, listen, I when I went to business school, you taught you learned this thing called your optimal portfolio theory, and okay. so I used optimal portfolio theory here to give you a good expected return for each player, and then for their and and basically it it takes all of the parameters that this captain thing needs. So okay. what the point, the projection expected, it uses your it's my Y star, it's my optimal portfolio this is, okay, theory. Okay, your Y star, your. Yep. Optimal portfolio. Yeah, uh-huh. Let's start. Your captain Happy is. Happy 10, Koskowski. Interesting. A, so you do like a, a, okay, hold like on, a hold, value Okay, hold on. Hold on. I got to rewind here. Because really? I, I, I may not be the sharpest guy on this podcast, but I do have a decent memory. And I recall you talking about red zone numbers, which were both at 75% allowed defense, 75%. That would lead me to believe no field goals. So why is a kicker? My captain, when I got red zone numbers like the ones you shared earlier. So the constraints of this game require you to have a maximum of like the way that the the salary. Your salary cap. Your salary cap here is a constraint to the game. So one and a half times for the points earned is one and a half times for the salary. So oh, it is. You have you, the salary gets bumped up too. So if gotcha. you want what, so what I found is that if you jam a lower priced option into, into the that captain. captain speak and you get the one and a half times for like, okay. it's almost like, like, Hey, cool. Like upside. And then the rest of them, you take them big ones there. So Edelman, white woods, girly golf, go, go play. Edelman, white, Early. Okay, wait, that was so fast. Yep. Let the folks write it down. Goskowski right, is your captain because you have to pay the one and a half yeah, the times you have to salary. Take the premium. So, so then you get the big dogs. You can have five big dogs if you take one So if little you think dog. you want one and a half points for Tom Brady, you're going to have to pay one and a half times the salary. Right, and that so like severely Jared, limits what you can do. Right, so Jared Goff's 10000 or whatever, so you'd be paying 15000 for him. How much was 50. Brady, do you remember? More than, more than Goff. Considerably? No. A little bit. And you like golf more than Brady. For Because I'm – look, this is optimal portfolio theory here, so it's all, all right. about expected return. So if it's like 20 yards less passing, that doesn't equate to enough extra points for me to pay, you know, two grand less or whatever. And you're not concerned at all about Todd Gurley's knee and C.J. Anderson taking all that from him at 9000 bucks. No. I'm going to push back on your optimal because you know portfolio why? and say I'd rather have Sony Michelle than Gurley, I think. Oh, you can take Sony Michelle? I am. Then. Perfect. I'm taking Devlin, too. <laughs> he's going to get two touchdowns at that fullback. No, you know who's spot. getting it? It's Cordero. That's going to be – I was actually thinking nope. about shoving him as my captain. That I would mean, be my I, other choice for captain, Cordero Patterson. Patterson. Is it PPR? It is. Okay. That makes perfect sense then. Gotcha. Yeah. So that uh, – see, I, I need to get all the information look, first. I, I am tried, ignorant in this so conversation. Find, so here's, here's a strategy. I'm telling you, this is the best I've yeah, found. you got to get girly and white if you're you gotta talking get, PPR. Girly, why you want the PPR one and two? You want you want to factor that into for that captain. It can either be someone like Cordero, it can be Goskowski. I wouldn't do Zerline. He's been hurt. I don't know what the heck's going on with that. So just 
to me, that's too scary. So I, you got to get one of those people who's very low price. Sure. Gerald Everett was another one I shoved in there to try to see what, what could happen. So you got to remember, captain, low ball. Then the rest, get all of the big options possible. Here's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to put Tommy in there for golf, though. Great. And yeah, because I still have some room left. I have 49,600. Yes. If, if I can, I'm going to move Woods out and put Gronk in. Just because I have no Listen, idea how I like the, the Rams I like the are going to slow too. him down. I just I want a split that's even between New England and Los Angeles. Sure. So that that's kind of more what I value. Love Edelman. Love Gurley with the PPR. Love White. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. You balance that out a little bit, but, but nah, I I assume because you don't want to you don't want to vulture your thing, right? Like White can White if you have White and Edelman, you don't also want Gronk, right? Because then you're way too much in the middle of the field. Yeah, probably right. But then see, Gilmore's probably going to shadow Cooks. And that's where Woods comes in. See, that's why I'm staying away from that. So, Woods, uh, listen. You I, had a chance to research this. I'm doing it from the fly. <laughs> I'm at a severe disadvantage. I wrote a model for it. I could actually plug in anything you want here. A little thing will pop out. Ding! There's your Y-star. <laughs> listen, your model is loyal to you. It's but, not going to cheat on you with me and my BS. My model, my model loves you. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Be it a knee injury, a bad back, something worse. Guys usually more comfortable rubbing dirt on it is what they say than seeing a doctor. Same goes for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED do not get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. It is a one-stop shop. Licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED, ship medication right to your door with Roman. No waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash GameTheory. GetRoman.com slash GameTheory. Fill out a brief medical onboarding chat with a doctor. Get an FDA-approved ED med delivered and meds delivered to your door in discreet Unmarked packaging. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that most guys uh, don't tackle and are embarrassed by. But with Roman, it is easy to take care of. So get on it. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash GameTheory. That's GetRoman.com slash GameTheory. GetRoman.com slash GameTheory. All right, a couple props. Let's have some fun to... Oh, no, we're turning the table on you. Round this thing out. Okay. Because I am playing the role of Matt Money Smith host, and you are playing analyst. All right. Ready? Yes. Okay. All right, so Brady and Belichick... Eight Super Bowls together. You know how many points they have in the first quarter total? How many? Three. Interesting. Okay. Do they score a touchdown in this first quarter? Ooh, 75% red zone touchdown rate. I've got to decide whether or not Matthew Slater is going to win. Use they're your the, model. They're the visitors, right? They're the visitors. So they, they will call. call. Oh, we're getting, to the, we're getting to that later. Which leads me no, to they believe. Just, they, it's not the first point. It's do they score a I know, touchdown I know. I'm just court. saying. Okay. I'm trying to okay. figure this out. Because if they – I'm going to I'm gonna project they win the coin toss because they always win the coin toss. And I'm going to project Until that they, they defer instead of receive. And that leads me to believe that they will not score a touchdown in the first quarter. Okay. You're going no. I'm going yes. I'm going Perfect. No. Okay. All right. Will they show Giselle more or less than two times? So is it going to be one time or two times? Two or more? Uh, well, that one and a half. So I'll go over. Yep. Me too on that one. Okay. <laughs> will Goskowski's first kick be a touchback? Yes or no? Indoors. Yes. I have that. Yeah. Too. <laughs> he tends to rocket those. I already told you my answer for that, but do you believe there's going to be a successful two-point conversion? I do not. Okay. Do you think there's going to be any missed extra points? I do not. Me neither. That one's like the Good strongest kickers. one in the model. Yeah. The model is like, you know what the strongest yeah. is? Great No kickers. missed extra points. Great. All right. Listen. Gatorade color or the color of the liquid thrown on the winning coach after. No color is in the lead. Then lime, yellow, or green is a second. Then orange is tied with blue. Then red, then purple. Which one do you pick? No color. 
No color. It's been water lately. It's blue. Both teams are blue. That's what I have. Okay. More or less than 96 total commercials. No idea. <laughs> I, I absolutely no idea. Well, there's been there's been fewer the past three years, but I think there's going to be more. CBS typically has more commercials during their broadcast That's good than production other ones. research. So there you go. Okay. Woohoo. Okay. Now the coin toss. All right. Say, oh, first of all, first team to score since 2010. First team to score is a seven and one. The What's exception, the exception? Falcons. Way to go, Falcons. Yep. All right. So now the one everyone's been waiting for. The what coin toss. Okay. okay. Teams to win the coin toss are 24 and 28 all time in the Super Bowl. Last year was heads. The four years prior were all tails. And the last four flip winners won the Super Bowl. Okay. okay? So I have like a little history here of the Patriots and the Rams historical coin toss. And ultimately, heads let them down the most three times they've won the toss and they've called heads. So that's 31. They lost to Packers Super Bowl uh, 46. They called heads lost to the Giants Super Bowl 52 heads lost to Eagles. So there's a fun piece of trivia for you and your friends to look at is the coin toss. I believe the Patriots always call heads too. They do always call yeah, heads. So, but so they either lost it. They either lost, lost the coin, the coin toss, toss or called heads or called, but and the other, all the, the other years that they've been in the coin, they, all of the other years. So 20, 36, 38, 39, 42, 49, 51, they've lost the coin toss. And then other than losing to the bears in super bowl 20, they've, and they've, they've won and lost to the giants too in 42, but whatever point being every time they've won and called, what's heads, that old, uh, what's that old correlation causation conversation? I think it's the, the, the <laughs> obviously Bernoulli had this. Bernoulli had this in go. mind when he was talking about it. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Who All wins right. the coin toss? I don't know. Pick one. All right. Jeez. Gosh. <laughs> Man, someone's stressed with it being Super Bowl week. Screaming I'm... at me. <laughs> no, I just love this one. I'll say the Pats win the coin toss. Okay. Are they going to pick heads? Yes, they always do. So that you mean, then you think the Rams win this? No. What did we just say about <laughs> causation and correlation? No, I think they're going to win. I am picking the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. By how much? A field goal. Woo! Okay, there you, you are right on the number. See what I mean? Dork. No, I'm right ahead of the number. <laughs> <laughs> so that tells you Perfect. Right what you need to know. Sides. All right, that is that. Uh, game theory and money for Super Bowl week. We appreciate you listening all season. Hopefully the model does you right in this Super Bowl, and you can sound smart. Share some of those uh, great nugs with all the folks at your Super Bowl party that you are attending and uh, behave as though you, when you repurpose Cynthia's information, you become just the smartest it. person in the room. Just Absolutely. Like, who, Plagiarize the hell out of it. That's what I do. Absolutely. That's you exactly don't need, what I'm going to do. Just take all of it, use it, especially the heads and tails stuff. Come on. Everybody loves oh, the yeah. heads and tails That's what they want to talk just about. Just bring up Bernoulli. And just people will be like, wow, <laughs> throw that you out are there. really smart. Exactly right. The old CCC <laughs> of Bernoulli. All right. A big thank you to everybody for downloading uh, and sharing on social media. Shoppy, our man producing, and the enemy of fun, Mark Brady. Also, Jamal Adams for uh, hanging out with you down there in Atlanta. And uh, again, thanks everybody for uh, for doing it all season long. Thank you, Matt Money Smith. We love you the most. We love you the most. Money, thank you. Enough enough with you two. Uh, All right. Good Super Bowling, I believe. <laughs> Super Bowling. Did, didn't you suggest that it is now a verb? It's a verb. So, uh, yes, happy Super Bowling, everybody.